Welcome to For the Record, an unfiltered view on current trends and timeless advice for surviving in the aesthetics industry. Whether you're an injector, practice owner, sales rep, or marketer, it's time to set the record straight. Each week, we cut through the chaos and showcase diverse perspectives and winning ideas from the best minds in the industry. I'm your host, Dr. Tiffany Hall, Chief Growth Officer at Aesthetic Record. Now, let's get started on this week's episode. Hey guys, welcome to a bonus episode of For the Record, and it's going to be an amazing one. We have today with us the CEO of KLC Consulting, Kaylee Lindholm, and she and I had a great discussion recently about the industry trends, what's happening in the marketplace, you guys as practice owners and injectors and staff, and all the things that you're faced with every single day to make your med spas really stand out. We wanted to come to you today with a great example of what you can do to make your practice look different, feel different, and really bring in patients who are really focused on all the things that you offer. And we're going to start today with a session one, in a sense, of a longer series, talking about the multi-million dollar value of the proprietary aesthetic method, or as we're going to call it, PAM, throughout our session. So Kaylee, welcome to our show. We're so glad to have you here today. Thanks so much, Tiffany. I'm excited to be here again, really. Um, my, my second time here on the podcast, and also to um, collaborate in this partnership to bring such a valuable resource to aesthetic providers in our industry. Um, I think it's definitely needed and something that um, hopefully a lot of our mutual clients um, will take advantage of and help them differentiate themselves in the, in the industry. Yeah, as you think about aesthetic record, our system, you know, we're really helping the practices with the, the numbers, right? The business, business insights, charting, HIPAA medical things. But we really leave off on the business building part, the business branding part, and the things that right now in the marketplace as we grow are the most important things. Because again, the market is, I mean, inundated right now with people coming from everywhere to become an injector. And we see practices, they put them up, they take them down, they're merging and consolidating. It's a very hot place to be right now. So we're, we're, we're gonna dive into that today and see how to really improve all of our business acumen and what we can do to make our practices better. Awesome. Yeah, so we're gonna talk about you know the, the state of the industry and, and how rapidly it's really growing and what, how dynamic all the shifts really are. And we're gonna talk about some of the challenges that we see um, aesthetic practices face as it relates to their ability to stand out and differentiate when most aesthetic providers are offering a lot of the same treatments and services. Um, and then we're gonna talk about what to expect in this series um, where we're gonna bring to you some really valuable education and resources around how to develop your own proprietary aesthetic method. And I think too, as you think about the series, you know, you have to usually go somewhere to get a coach or go to a session somewhere, pay money to travel. This is going to be available for our listeners in, in your home, in your practice virtually. So it's a phenomenal resource for you. And it gives you, I think, really soup to nuts, the things that you can do today when you finish the sessions to start really changing the game for your practice. So let's start with like, the industry trends. I want to start there with what you're seeing, what you're seeing even with the practices that you work with now and, and how the market is shifting. Yeah, so first of all, you know, the data speaks for itself, right? Like we know that the 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 industry is growing at an exponential pace. And if you look at the shifts post-pandemic, there are a lot of macroeconomic trends that we're seeing impact aesthetic providers um, from the sense that there's, of course, an increase in demand, as we know, on the consumer side. But there's also a lot of what we saw after the pandemic, a lot of hospital employees that were looking to get in, you know, out of the rat race and into you know, the beautiful industry of aesthetics. Um, and one major shift that I've been seeing is that really great providers, um, injectors who, you know, are working as an employee in a business are like, 
okay, I have a core shift in my motivation in terms of wanting to have my own autonomy and influence and impact in this industry and wanting to start their own business. And you and I both know, Tiffany, that while many of our aesthetic providers are just completely phenomenal, brilliant clinically, um, there isn't a lot of space for them to get the education around how to differentiate their practice and brand themselves as somebody that offers something unique to, let's say, the med spa next door. Yeah, you know, thinking about KLC Consulting specifically, what kind of practices do you guys work with on the aggregate? I'm sure you have small, large, medium size. Give us just an idea of who you work with now to really get these kinds of insights. Yeah, so our sweet spot is really aesthetic providers who have been in business one to three years. Really understand how, what it takes to kind of the basic business building blocks and are looking to scale up and really make a name for themselves, develop their thought leadership in the industry, um, essentially get to the place where they become fully booked out, you know, where you see these injectors, we call it um, success by accident, where all of a sudden, how many businesses do we know that started in 2020 or that were like these pandemic baby boomer, you know, baby businesses, and now it's 2023 and they're raking in two, three million in revenue. And these are like so injectors who were just like I just want to go like have this you know express my passion and my creativity and take care of patients and now all of a sudden they're responsible as a CEO for running a multi-million dollar empire and so we see them get to this point where they're like I have patients that are coming to me for me and I have to, how do I scale up, right? There's only so much time that one provider has in their day. And so rather than burning, you know, the, the, the candle at both ends or burning the midnight oil, right? And working more and more hours and conceding and giving more and giving up weekends and giving up personal time, right? Which is the reason why most providers start their business to begin with is to have that time and that autonomy and do it their own way. They're like, I know, how about I hire some other providers to work for me and guess what, patients are, want to work with that their you know injector they don't really want to just you know hand off to another injector so it's this really critical inflection point where we see this industry driving um, from a demand standpoint and then all these new injectors are like sliding into the dms of the experienced injectors like hey can i shadow you can i you mentor me and now there's this whole other area of you know how do i monetize that and essentially what we're seeing is just we call it the wild wild west for a long time i think you know and it's sort of like like that still and so um, you know with these types of challenges and the um, the the idea that there is such a low barrier to entry you know anybody can put up a sign um, you know a, 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 a customer of ours said everybody and their mother has an Instagram and a syringe <laughs> and so the, but how do you how do you differentiate how do you discern how does a patient discern you know what kind of experience they're going to get and that they're going to the right place and that they're going to connect with that provider and that they're really going to get that exceptional experience and results that they're looking for and that's sort of the challenge here is you know the, the positivity of the demand but also the the negative of the saturation Anna, I ask you about your client list because I think there's like a bookend concern that I think about the industry as it grows. People think they're either A, too small to need a business coach mm. or a foundational sort of business building program, or I'm so big I've outgrown it. Yeah. And frankly, those are the two places where you're probably at most risk and need to think about that. So I think if you're, you know, we would say a baby injector coming in, a baby business owner coming in, these are the things you lay in on the foundation today so that when you do decide to scale and add another injector, add an esthetician, even add a front desk person who's going to now be your talking head to patients, it's all the same lingo, it's the same kind of procedures, they have the same fun names, and it's tied back to the practice and not to me, Tiffany, the injector. And so I feel like 
you know, if you're listening to this thinking, gosh, I'm so small, I'm just getting started, like this is, I'm not ready yet. This is when you start. Trust me as you build technology, whatever you build the first one year of technology mm -hmm. <laughs> onto you for the next 20. Yep. I think in a business it's the same way. They say what your first 30 hires and your first year of business dictates the rest of your existence. And so this is like the thing you do today to get to get going. And then also if you're bigger too, to kind of change your mindset or perspective to reinvent your brand if you want to do that. But I think it, you mentioned the industry, you know, coming in, so people are coming in nonstop. We're seeing for a set of record, a lot of our solo injectors who've been solo historically for a long time are now bringing on another injector or bring on an esthetician, or they're go getting into a bigger space with multiple rooms, and so now, it's like children, one is one, two is a million, you know? Yeah. That second child's like having 16 more children, it's the same thing, and all of a sudden it's SOPs, it's branding, it's consistency, it's experience, and that's a multiplicative uh, paradigm shift for many people that I think your program really covers. So, I wanna dive into more of that. Let's, okay, let's awesome. Let's kick off. Yeah. <clears throat> so let's talk about what is what is PAM? What is this whole idea of a proprietary aesthetic method? Because that to me makes my heart sing. I love it so I love it so much. So yeah. Take us through that. So it's it's really the solution to many of the challenges that we're talking about. And when you I love what you said about the bookend scenarios where, you know, it's funny because I've thought about this a lot and I, you know, of course, you know, the the collection of practical and tactical wisdom of working with hundreds of practices and seeing this in many different scenarios. And then also as a business owner myself, we tend to think we start out and all of a sudden we're five years in and we act like we haven't changed and grown. <laughs> and a lot of the problems come because we just start plugging in solutions to problems that arise because we're growing. So we're like trying to fix growing pains instead of realizing that we have to develop this foundational core um, you know, infrastructure of who we are, what we stand for, and, and, and this proprietary aesthetic method is essentially your tool to help you differentiate yourself in the practice, to attract uh, you know, a really excited, mission-driven team who is behind you for what you do that's different in the industry. Um, it's a way to call out, you know, when I, I talk with providers all the time who are like, I spent 50 grand on a branding deep dive and did this whole rebrand and my new website, my all my stuff, and like, it's exciting and everybody gets all pumped up and it's great showy and markety, but then nothing essentially changes. And part of it's because what we talked about before, just as as we start to grow, you know, the business essentially, in, with when you're a service provider, your business is you. Mm -hmm. And so the goal is to essentially separate the business so it has its own soul and you get to have your own soul and have a life, you know? And so what it is, it's a way of defining the specificity of what you bring your specific technique your experience, your long-term care plan, the client journey. It's where's the gap in your market? You know, who's being underserved? What are you doing to fill that gap? And then how are you marketing it with such specificity that you're becoming known for something distinct and you're magnetizing patients to you for this specific methodology versus having to go out and push and market the same products and services onto a community or a you know, consumer who has a lot of options out there. I think about a filler, let's say, you know, a, a box of wrestling. We all have it, right? If you're an injector, you all have access to it. Everyone has access to it. How is your box different than my box? It's mm -hmm. the same price. I think it's, we, we get into thinking about selling things by the syringe. I think that's like the antithesis of this. Of, you know, selling it by the syringe yeah. is really the opposite of this idea. Right now, semi-glutide being a huge thing in the marketplace. I just had a discussion last week with someone. It's like, I can't just roll out a shot. I have to roll out a nutrition program and the shot and the follow-up and the overall wellness exams. And it's gotta be a program. Otherwise, it's just the same thing that everyone else is doing. Totally. It's almost like programizing, if you will, you know, if you want to call it that, 
things. So they feel like they're these nice curated offerings that are different or feel different than everyone else's things. And I think that's our biggest challenge in the marketplace right now is the me too of I've got it too, you have it, we have it, I have it, you have it. It becomes a, a sea of, of all the same faces yeah. and even the same look. I think looking at oh. your outcomes as well, uh, does that define who you are, how you inject? Are you looking at men? We have a whole, you know, four patient generations now in the marketplace from these little little babies who are just now getting their lips and their toxin all the way to people who are 70, 80 getting injectable. So we ha had this amazing broad range now of patients with different interests. You can really niche down now where you couldn't have done that 20 years ago, but now you can almost find your little niche and go to your oh, point absolutely. deep and, and really focus on that and build a whole brand around it. Absolutely, and I think it's it's scary to do that, mm -hmm. right? Because you feel like you're alienating or leaving business or money on the table when you niche down. But there's something that's called the halo effect and basically when somebody sees you as an expert, you're an expert, right? So you know if you're gonna go to the Four Seasons, you're gonna, you're, you might be going there for the bed, like for the pillow, <laughs> for the hotel, but you're also gonna expect really great food, a really great right experience while you're there, probably gonna have you know the best service and a really beautiful gym, right? And so it's essentially like that, finding what you really are incredible at. And to your point, Tiffany, of just these programming and looking at the offering that you have, the full spectrum of what you have to offer more holistically, is that we're, you're able to charge top dollar for your services, right? Whereas on the flip side, we naturally start to see discounting happening, and then that's where your profit margins get squeezed, and that is a recipe for disaster. That is a slippery slope, whereas when you're offering something that you're basically comparing apples to oranges right so you can get cool sculpting anywhere but you, Tiffany's body mm -hmm. contouring package you can't get anywhere but it, with uh, with Tiffany right <laughs> I think that's the you know, the idea we think about surgeons a lot you know the, the knee I use a knee implant example all the time no one says I want to strike or knee implant they say I want to walk again uh -huh. you know, they don't come in and, sp and specify which thing you have to use I feel like we let patients have a lot of control in our market because we haven't historically focused on this and it's not because patients are demanding or we're you know, we're wet noodles is because we haven't focused on differentiating who we are compared to our competitors. So yeah. I think about people, um, we were just talking about, you know, Noses by Nyack. He's a great example. Yeah. Julie Horn has her technique. We have all these people who have these really specific techniques that we've talked about. You know, I think Leslie Fletcher with her uh, microtoxing and she's got the arc derm technique. Like these are all things that they have really spent time on to make it their own that no one else could replicate it. Even if they can do the same technique, it doesn't feel like it's theirs because someone else has already branded it and put their name on it. Yeah, absolutely. And Mike Nyack has his um, bespoke facelift. He calls the, the omakase facelift. And you know, I learned about him when um, some injector clients in my academy were at a retreat about a year and a half ago. And I asked, who do you send, like if your patients are like ready for a facelift, who, who do they go to? And one in Minnesota and one in Texas both said, well, you know, there's several, there's a lot of really good surgeons out there, but we both, each of them independently said, we had a patient who went to Mike Nyack and spent, you know, $100,000 for a <laughs> yeah. facelift. And they're like, wait, I didn't know that patient had $100,000 to spend. I want to help them spend that money, you know? And so I'm like, I got to research this guy, you know? And it is like, he, this, it is his way. And no one questions it. No one asks. It is this, this level of uh, just 
confidence, I think, around what he has to offer and the results that he brings. So there's no like wavering. And I think patients appreciate that because when you show them the process, they feel like they're on a journey. They mm -hmm. know where they're going. It's like getting in an airplane and the pilot's like, mystery location, you know, mystery We'll let you decide where we go yeah, today. Yeah, right, you, yeah, you can fly this thing, right? Instead, it's like, we're going here, here's how you buckle up, here's what time, here's, right? And so it's a similar sort of ide ideology having this method, method, you know, to take patients through an experience that you decide and you define that they're going to go through. Well, I think the end goal is to having a fully booked schedule. Think about a Mike Nyack. When you become that confident, you can be because you're like, if you don't want to get it, I've got 15 more waiting on me who do, and my schedule is completely full. I have a wait list. I think all of a sudden the business part of it comes into play where your capacity is, you know, you're busting at the seams, we hope. You're having to bring on another injector, which again has to replicate that same magic again because you've now created this whole brand persona. So I feel like the, the booking right. part of it, I mean, the goal is always to book everyone out 100%, but then to convert in the room as well to mm -hmm. these kinds of procedures so that we're not just spending time doing free consults all day either. Totally. So. Well, and I'll give an example. Um, you know, I was at just like a happy hour with some friends and one of the girls had her lips done and um, another friend said, you know, wow, your lips look really great and I should go to my injector. And she was like, no, you have to go to my injector because it's the specific pout by Priscilla and she could name off. She's like, there's no, it's pain free. There were like three things she would say, like it's painless, it's, you know, da, 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 da. And that is the power of, I mean, can you imagine like these are the lips you want? Products probably exactly the same. Mm -hmm. Ex the the probably pain free everywhere you go or you know pain, some sort of you know a pain tolerance but you know so it's it's giving your patient something to specifically call out so that they can it's easily shareable it's easily replicatable then what happens is you know if your business has the specific methodology as you hire new injectors they're trained on that so no one's questioning oh i want that injector that no everybody is everybody is certified on this method and so there your patients can feel confident as you're growing to be able to delegate to new providers as well I think that brings up two points for me, which I hope we're going to kind of get into here. One is if you're using word of mouth referrals, people often say to me, I don't do marketing. I don't need to do all that stuff. I don't do like Instagram. I don't do websites and Google ads. If you're doing word of mouth, what you just said is like the reason to do this, because if I want someone out there being my talking head, I want them to know my one, two, three punch, right, to get patients in the door. So I think that's even more important to spend time there. But, you know, as you think about that, the second part of that is you're bringing on now new injectors. So what you mentioned about onboarding and the method, I think there comes a point where you say, if you don't agree to this method, you don't get to work here. Like this is, you know, you, you define your parameters to work here. Like this is what we do. We do the Kaylee method, you know, the, the Kaylee kiss. And if you don't want to do the Kaylee kiss, this may not be the home for you. And yeah. it's being confident also in that part as a business owner to say, this is what we ascribe to our proprietary method and we're going to stick to our guns. Yeah. And it becomes an SOP, you know. Exactly. I know you're a systems girl. And so, you know, the onboarding and training process becomes systematized. It becomes consistent. It's documented. It's replicatable. So, like, if, you know, you're thinking about, I want to scale up to more locations or I want to be able to expand and still provide this really beautiful level of consistency um, and continuity, you know, in terms of the patient experience, 
it's all in this process. It's all documented. This is the way we do it. You train to it, you, you move to it, you adhere to it, and you market to it. It's just one beautiful through line for everything, the way you brand, the way you build the infrastructure, the way you, what you're known for. And it beca can become really, um, and I'll discuss in, in you know, the next session as well, um, so many valuable pieces of um, asset building you know, um, in, in the sense that this could become your signature talk, yeah. this could become a course, this could become a training academy, this could become a, a you know a methodology that you become distinctly known for that like Julie Horn and her Diamond Lip Ratio, you know, people fly 10,000 miles to go experience this. And a lot of times, Tiffany, it's not something crazy, right? It's just that we're giving a patient a really natural result, but we're not calling it a natural right. result because everybody is, right? We're calling it something that um, is, is known and distinct to us. I look at Alex Rivkin, I look at rhinoplasty. Yeah. I mean, he put that thing on the map. But yep. as you think about this, I am a systems girl, I love data. How do you define or, or look at your market, look around you and say, I have found the gap, I found the niche, I found the place where I can really dive in because no one else is doing it. Is there um, a methodology for that or a way that you with your clients approach that? Yeah, absolutely. So first of all, thank you for asking that question because I think we forget that we're here to solve a solution in the marketplace, right? Where so many of us are like, I see money, like dollar signs, I'm gonna get into this industry. And that's where the first step to kind of the, the challenges occur versus coming in and asking yourself, you know, I'm in this marketplace that's saturated, right? Some, we have some, you know, if you have clients in New York or I'm from Orange County, so in Newport Dallas, Beach, they're Dallas, everywhere. name it, right? Like any metro, I mean, quite honestly, you could be in a building with five or 10 mm -hmm. other injectors and of different specialties that also inject and you know, all of the things. So like the reality is how do you actually say I'm different or I'm special? And if you're just solving the same problem everyone else is solving, then how are you unique? And I think that's the first question to ask is what is the gap? Who's underserved? Who, how is, how is somebody, you know, how am I doing it differently? And sometimes we know this because we have this like chip on our shoulder where we're like, oh, I'm so frustrated. Every time a patient comes in, they're overfilled or they're this or they're that, or you know, they think this and we get, we get mad, mm -hmm. right? And so I always say like, don't get mad, get even. And not like go egg them or something, but you know what I mean? Like, like, okay, so let's get smart about it. And so first step is identifying the gap. And a really um, valuable way to do this, like I think a really great sort of tip, like insider tip is asking yourself, why would my patient leave my well-respected competitor to come to me? And if the answer is they wouldn't, then you wanna think about yeah. what you're showing up to do. But if you can answer that question, you might ask them, and they might tell you, well, I came to you because of this. And so you kind of can start to understand like, okay, there is a place for me. And this is where, when we talk about niching down, I'm gonna focus my marketing on solving that gap or that solution versus just advertising the things. Yeah, and I think you know, it even goes back to this idea of like a high gross or high margin, low volume, or you know, low volume, high margin. Like even figuring out what kind of practice you want to be. Do you wanna be concierge yep. with white glove or you wanna be a factory who's seeing patients, you know, leaky bucket nonstop, because that dictates how you build your schedule, how you look at your branding and marketing opportunities, what kind of patients you're going to go after, what kind of demographic or you know income levels. We're going to put your practice as well because if yep. you want these affluent, you know low low amount of patients, big amount of money, you've got to go to places where they live. They're not going to drive across town most likely. So I think there's this dictates you know a lot of decisions as you grow. You may not know that answer now, and you're in a certain location. But as you think through what you could be or who you could be, then it, it starts to kind of unlock all these other parts of your business and how you step forward into you know hopefully into your success story. Eventually. Absolutely. 
And I think this brand positioning conversation is, um, to me, that's the key to everything, is knowing where you're positioned in the marketplace because of that, right? So when everybody else is discounting, your natural reaction is, oh, well, they can go there and get it cheaper. But if you think about, look at, look at other industries, right? I used Four Seasons as an example. Somebody that wants a Four Seasons experience isn't gonna be Googling the <laughs> courtyard, right? right. Like, or, or you know, Holiday Inn. And these are all a place you can go get a bed, you can lay down, you get a shower, you know, the you're, everything's covered. But, but that, that client that is looking for that, that specificity, that specific high-end experience or the result specific specific results. They don't want to be sitting in a waiting room with somebody that's, you know, haggling with the front desk about how much they're paying for their Botox. They want exclusivity. They want to feel like a VIP. They want significance. And so understanding that you're catering to that, that that's where you're positioning yourself, it does drive all of the decision making. And again, that goes back to then, how do you, how do you rather than just say, we cost the most, mm -hmm. how do you create something that people can come to you for, um, for that, for that four seasons, you know, whatever it is. Well, okay, so let's think about this too, because this is my question. I am a business runner, not the owner, but I do run a business, you run one as well. If I'm hearing you say all this thinking to myself, gosh, yes, preaching my language, I'm with you, sister, I love it, but I have no time. I am the injector, I'm the yeah. janitor, I'm the HR person, the payroll girl. How much effort is this going to require from me, or how can I even do this, or is it worth investing the time now and letting go of something else because long-term this pays off? So how do they fit this into their current model to get it all done yeah well number one this is why we built this master series is that you'll have this methodology completed by the end of this course which is a few hours right um, in total you can pause and take it and work through it at your own time but the re the bigger answer to your question and more important answer to that is that um, you cannot generate more time for yourself by working you can't, right? You can't work your way out I'm of overwhelm. <laughs> and, 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 and it's, I, I appreciate you bringing that up because I think a lot of times, especially I see with injectors are, is they're used to running fast paced schedules. They show up, they usually don't have lunch, right? Like it's maybe one pee break. And then it's like, Kaylee, I have no time to work on this. And yet this is the key to creating this space where you can start to delegate treatments to other providers. You can start to um, brand your practice in a way that is going to help you uh, achieve a higher a higher profit margin with fewer patients. You become, right, start to get paid for speaking, right, instead of just like showing up. Um, you know, all of those things. And so it's a matter of shifting your value in your productivity and what you can make as a provider, as a runner of the business, to somebody who becomes the visionary for the business, who's creating the strategy that's building the business of the future. And I think that goes back to what we opened up with, Tiffany, is that the bookend mm -hmm. challenges, right? I'm too small to do anything or I'm too big and overwhelmed. And so you have to just decide and you have to say, this is something that I realize I'm running a business of today, but in order for me to move this business into what I want it to become, which is different than what today's mm -hmm. business is, I have to take the time to build that. And I think the ones who realize that and start to create the habits of committing themselves to working on their business see significantly faster growth and see significantly more, um, have significantly more joy and love for their business through the process of that growth. And I think you can't grow until you do it. I mean, I think growing, when you're already frantic, to then grow, 
I mean, you just multiply the chaos. Trust me, I'm someone Absolutely. who's done it. I mean, I'm living testament to that. But, you know, we think about here at AR all the time, you have to kind of go fast or go slow to go fast. So yes. we, we really believe that. And I think this is a way to dive in, to spend some time on learning about the business. We spend so much time on training with injectables, adverse events, cadaver labs. Like, gosh, there's a cadaver lab every single week all the time. But we don't spend enough time teaching business owners how to, how to be a business owner. I mean, it's just such an untapped market. It's about our gap. That's a gap that we both have as well. Right because that's where the, the rubber meets the road. That's where the great injection skills alone will mean nothing if there's no place to demonstrate them or mm -hmm. there's no patience to demonstrate them on. And so I feel like we have to make a choice in our industry of you know, being the pie maker or being the pie shop owner. It's, yeah. a different, it's a different journey, but you've gotta be really good at making pies to open the shop, like obviously. But then at some point you have to find other good pie makers to help keep the shop open so you can have a vacation or you can <laughs> go home before midnight every night or you know that. Yeah. <laughs> the things that make you enjoy and have passion for your life and living yeah and I think like no shame to anybody who's grinding it and like working oh, yeah. to hustle like my gosh like it is amazing and also you put your dues in already and yeah. now you get to right and I think there's that worthiness that sense of like oh you know I heard this just last week like I, but but for me to actually only work to inject three days a week, I don't. That's coming down the road. No, it's not. It's coming. You decide, and then it's this sort of counterintuitive philosophy of don't build the systems first. You build the lifestyle you want to live, and you, then you build the infrastructure to support that. And I think um, you make a really great point, Tiffany, about growth because we talk about everything's about growth, right? Mm -hmm. Grow the business, grow my sales, grow my revenue, grow my team, grow my locations, grow my training academy, grow my visibility. But if we're not, if we're just focused on growth, we're also going to grow complexity. We're going to grow headaches. We're going to go st grow stress, and we're not going to get any more time, you know, to do the things we love. And so it's a shift from gro traditional growth into scale. And I'll talk about that in session three, and and we'll recap on that um, at the end of this master series as well. That scale is something that takes strategy and it takes time. But once you put the work in in the mm -hmm. beginning, that's when the magic happens. That's when you get traction and you get you grow all of the things you want to grow without growing your time so you're you're essentially growing your business through assets instead of your hustle and eliminating redundancies and all the things that, you know I think it's interesting during COVID we learned a lot of great lessons we've forgotten many of them since then but <laughs> people looked at their balance sheet and their P&L and said immediately I have redundancies everywhere I'm spending money on things that don't matter and the things that actually did matter I didn't invest enough because I was so busy to not see. The forest and the trees got very confusing for me. And so we all cut our costs, cut our expenses down, and we were really humming coming out of, out of the pandemic. And I think that's why we saw such growth after the pandemic because we were, we were put in a position to have to be smart about business mm -hmm. and be very lean. So then we were basically printing money because we didn't have a lot of overhead. We've all kind of inched back in, oh, yeah. so now we've got redundancies, we have additional employees, we have people who are doing weird scheduling things. We say the AR all the time, weird schedules, weird packages, weird memberships, making it overly complex for patients to understand. And I think we're veering off the path maybe a little bit again. And so I think this can get us kind of right the ship one more time back to it and remember what we did after COVID because the pandemic did teach us so much about being a lean, mean, fighting machine, if you want to call it that in business. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I agree. And I think having this proprietary aesthetic method, it forces you to focus, focus, like just focus in general, but also focus on the things that actually drive impact in your business. So we talk about the 80-20 rule or the law of unequal distribution. We know that 
80% of our, of our results come from only 20% of the things that we do. You know, if you think about it, it that applies to so many things in life, um, anything really, you know, and even within your business, 20% of the services you offer are producing 80% of the results. So if you took the time to really audit your business and look at that and build out a methodology that drives clients to that, those core um, services, the things that, and niching down to that, building yourself as an expert in that, they're gonna, your patients are gonna come to you for everything else because you've given them such a wow experience. But And yeah. you have it together. I think at the end of the day, totally. looking at this entire scope of what this course will offer, you'll walk away from it being able to showcase to patients that we have our stuff together here. When you walk, from when you walk in the front door to when you come back and rebook again, we are buttoned up, things are done well, they're consistent, no matter which French fry box you choose, it's all the same taste. I feel like the McDonald's method well, we think of McDonald's, it, it applies it here. I mean, yeah. It tastes the same wherever you go in the world. I feel like patients, they want that. Their lives are also so chaotic and so complex that to come to an oasis and to feel like they're being taken care of and the pilot knows where the plane's going and how to land it, yeah. that is a place where I will hear people say, I will leave my office to go somewhere because it's, just, it's too chaotic. It's just too much drama there. Mm -hmm. I get rescheduled all the time. Things don't make sense to me. I just have to get out of it. It's too much for me mentally. Yeah. They want to come to an oasis that's like well curated and branded and put together and perfect. So yeah. I feel like you leave this course before you go to the scale to the next step, you will have a really good understanding of what that could look like for you as a practice yeah, owner. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so should we yes, kind of talk tell through us what the it course looks itself? Like. Yeah, okay, absolutely. awesome. So this, um, this podcast recording, this interview is um, essentially our first session to introduce you to the programming, talk to you about what a proprietary aesthetic method is. And then in the next session, I'm gonna walk you through how to position your business in the gap that we talked about. How to identify where you're supposed to be. We're gonna do a little bit of a, a one-on-one around brand positioning, thinking about where you fit, essentially becoming competition-less. So I think what's really great about this session is it's gonna help you view competition in a different way. Get excited about competition and not let it scare you off, not um, so that you're not reactive to competition, but that you're controlling the narrative around where you're going. And then in session three, I'm gonna teach you how to step-by-step -step develop your own proprietary aesthetic method. And then in session four, we're gonna come back together, recap, talk about some of the highlights from the program, and then talk about how you could continue, once you have this methodology in place, continue to work with, um, with the aesthetic record team and with KLC to continue your journey of business growth and scale. And then within this program, you'll have a downloadable resource guide that is comprehensive guidepost and notes and resources to supplement a lot of the curriculum that, that we'll be teaching and, um, and a proprietary method tool builder so that you can actually take this stuff and not just learn but workshop through it get this stuff on paper take it to your team implement it into your business and you've got a really beautiful nice package that you're not just going and learning something but you're actually taking it back and and making it useful for your business I think doing it that's doing the work <laughs> yeah we, we have this beautiful giant conference every year and I say are you gonna go yeah. back and actually do what you've learned or are you just coming here to, to be part of it I think this is like you're going to put in the work, right? You're going to be able to, if you put in the work, you're going to yes. walk away having a tremendous amount of value in the course. And we've looked at the content. We've talked about it a lot with our with our team. I mean, it's what our customers need, they yeah. desperately need, because we can only go so far with the technology infrastructure. Then it takes the, the soft skills, the brand infrastructure to really make your business grow. So if you have your technology nailed down, you have your HR processes, you've got payroll done, you, you have your taxes and your CPA and all the things that are really the, the cornerstones of the business business part of it, this is the icing on the cake that makes all of that 
really come alive and, yeah. and you really get the ROI on all the things that you've done to build the foundation of your infrastructure. So this to me is like the missing piece. This is our gap, missing industry. You're solving our gap, so. Yeah, thank you. No, I'm excited. My dream would be for every aesthetic industry owner and practice to have their own methodology and be known for something. Um, and I think that will take our industry do, you know, a long way, be able to, uh, to, to help providers um, stand for something you know, versus um, just be another, 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 one. another Instagram, <laughs> another Instagram <laughs> famous person. Yeah. And we will have tons of information about how to register for this course, where to find it. We'll be hosting it with the Aesthetic Records, so you'll have access to all the sessions. Obviously, session one here, the two that we'll have next, and then obviously our, our wrap up at the end. So, price wise, what's it going to cost us? Yeah. So we uh, two ninety seven. <laughs> That's cheaper than getting my Globella done with toxins. No, I know it's way too cheap, but that's we. You know, this the idea was again like um, a, a valuable resource that we want this not to be cost prohibitive, but something that is um, some you know just it, a no brainer to go in and and start to look at your business from a new perspective. I think that um, everybody needs it. So. Well, and I want to say one thing about that because yeah. this is this is my hot button, Kaylee. Okay. Is people say, oh, it costs, you know, things cost. And yeah. I think about what is a unit of your time worth? I know. If you were to do this on your own at home at night, thinking about how you can make your business better and build it, we're talking, I don't know, weeks and weeks, 40 hour a week times what you make per hour, you know, bringing in the practice and profit over X amount of months, or the cost literally of one of your patients, Lobella. Like, I know. It, it, it's all about choices that you make, and I feel like these are things that are such valuable assets at such a ridiculously low price, by the way, yeah. that you'd be crazy not to do it. Like no. You just have you just have to hang up this podcast and go get it. Like no. go do it. This is a multi million dollar value project if you do this and you implement it, you get your team on board and use this as an asset in your business. So I I I mean if you don't if you don't take this course, you're crazy. <laughs> If you don't, we will come find you. We will We're going to we let you down. You. Now, we'll link this all into all the comments. We'll send out a few marketing email letters for you guys to see. Put on our Instagram. Have it yep. everywhere. If you if you don't find it, we will hunt you down and make sure that you get it. Also, on our marketplace as well for Aesthetic Record. And you can access Kaylee there as well. She has all kinds of other content, too, and all kinds of other programs. But yep. this is the entryway to mega success, in my opinion. So Absolutely. Well, so glad to have you on and talk about this and do our session one together. So, Yay. guys, tune in for sessions two and three. And thanks for coming. Yeah, and we'll see you back in session four. Yeah. Thanks, Tiffany. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening to another episode of For the Record. This podcast is not intended to provide legal or medical advice. It's for entertainment, education, and information purposes only. For more information on this week's guest or to get started with Aesthetic Record, email us at info at aestheticrecord.com. Be sure to tune in next week for more fresh perspectives on disrupting the status quo and surviving in the aesthetics industry.